sauce. And we would be remiss if the epic film guys didn't sit down together in circle jerk talking about it. But Justin, it's over. He can't hurt anyone ever again. <laughs> Evil dies tonight. But that's it, it makes for such a great trailer, a great line. But Evil can't die. You can't kill the boogeyman. We already know this. You think that Laurie Strode would know that at this point? Well, I mean, (laughs) technically, if we're looking at the timeline here, she's only been through the first movie and then 2018. If we're looking at if they had connected one and two in 2018, she'd have more of a reference point for that. But I'm sure she'll learn by the end of this one. (laughs) Ladies and gentlemen, what the fuck is up? It's been quite a few weeks since you've heard from us. And uh, we have no specific reason for that other than the fact that this trailer landed last week. And you guys know our track record with the Halloween franchise. There was absolutely no way that we weren't going to talk about it. Literally, Louis Sauce was about to go to bed. He was in his fucking pajamas with his little footy pants on. And I drove over there and I woke his ass up and dragged him out of bed and said, get the fuck up. We're talking about Halloween kills and that trailer. Things have been so crazy for the last year and a half, and this movie was supposed to come out last motherfucking year. Um, you knew been very patient. I've had mask in hand, coveralls in the other hand, knife in the pocket, ready to go to Alamo Draft House and suit up and you know scare the shit out of people to this movie. So that's why we're here. But before we go any further into the movie itself and the trailer, talk about the ten kick-ass things we noticed in the trailer. How are you, dude? I mean, we haven't talked in a while you just had like a family reunion and yeah i was out of town i i'm i'm so good it's insane justin i uh am excited because things at the alamo draft house are heating back up uh at the time of this episode's release it will be announced that film club and terror tuesday are coming back to the alamo draft house so signature programming which i will be spearheading and uh hosting and i'm very excited about that uh, we last week we hosted a screening of the Fast Saga F9 at AMC Tyson's Corner. Which we was did, a, which was we a did. big success and a lot of fun to see the movie early. And dude, that audience was—I uh, mean, thank you for starting the applause. There were there were a couple things that warranted applause in the movie. <laughs> oh, I 100% agree with you, and I'm not even a big fan of the series in any way. Or, but I mean, it was a great opportunity we were so happy to be a part of it and thank you for universal for letting us be a part of it and screen that movie early and the the, i mean seriously the the turnout was intense man it was a packed theater it was the most packed i think uh other than maybe when i saw a quiet place part two at alamo but even so maybe even more packed because it was a smaller theater um but yeah that was fantastic man so family reunion went well and everything you enjoyed yourself yeah definitely you sent me a picture of some beers usually you get some good craft beers while you're a, a pa right it's up middle of pa right yeah yeah and uh i went to fetish brewery in in lancaster and had myself a honey wheat ale it's mm. pretty pretty tasty it's called nice. bumble <laughs> bumble i myself got to do my first mahoning drive-in experience awesome critter con got to see critters and critters 2 on 35 millimeter your first experience this 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 season i thank you for making sure you reference that but yeah i went to critter con with my good buddy brady who is now writing for the epic film guys so welcome brady he's going to be our primary writer in terms of reviews a lot of the stuff that we can't hit on the show or the main show or even stuff that maybe he can get to before we can 
Uh, so welcome to the Epic Film Guys. Um, but he welcome, came Brady. with me. Um, I think he'd only seen Critters like once or twice before. And I got to meet the Chiodo brothers, the men behind Killer Clowns from Outer Space and the men behind the Critters. Um, and they were so down to earth. They were so cool. And of course, thanks to Virgil and of course, James Mills, uh, we've championed this place for a long time and we go every season as many times as we can. And I'm very excited because I'll be going for the Shutter sponsored event in a few weeks with Joe Bob Briggs. What podcaster, what horror host doesn't want to meet that man? It'll be my first time and it's the perfect place for that kind of thing. So I cannot wait for that, Loisos. I know you haven't gotten to go. I hope to make it at least once this season. There are a couple uh, titles that apparently have yet to be announced that I've heard about that I am holding out for, very anxious for. Yes, ladies and gentlemen, so it was an amazing time, and we're excited for more movie-going experiences, because we're going to be talking about a lot of movies in the next couple months. Especially this one. <laughs> this one, yes. So we're going to get into it right now, baby. We're going to count down the top 10 kick-ass things we noticed in the Halloween Kills trailer. All right, Loisos. So let's start with you. Mm. Yeah, we've got to throw it to you. Well, Justin, first of all, I think we can both mention right off the bat that we are both huge fans of Halloween 2018, of which this is the sequel, completely uh, reinventing the franchise for a new generation, but still having its roots in the classic original directed by John Carpenter. So uh, this is an extension of the same night, much like the original Halloween 2 from 1981. And the first thing I noticed in this trailer is that uh, there are references sprinkled throughout the fact that at least part of the film takes place in a hospital, as the entirety of Halloween 2 did. Presumably the entire rest of the trilogy takes place in one night, that being Halloween night. Uh, we have the masks from Halloween 3. Of course, they were spotted in the first film. In this one, it appears a different trio of people were wearing the masks because in the first film, it shows small children, small children wearing the masks. Uh, so either Michael slaughtered the small children, which I know you hope is true. <laughs> I know deep in your heart, you were as soon as you saw, I was like, oh, my God, he's going to freak so fucking hard. He killed the kids from the fucking last movie or a different trio of, of people were wearing the mask, which isn't nearly as enticing to me. Remember the gasps in the theater? I mean, yeah. When, when we were seeing in the movie in the theaters, oh my God, is he going to kill the baby? No, but I wish he did. <laughs> so there is a little bit of discernment. He is, uh, he is at least aware. I don't know. I guess it remains to be seen, but we do see those masks from Halloween three. And the fact that um, Halloween four also featured the town hunting Michael kind of kind of this vigilante uh, angle that the town takes yeah. for revenge. I mean, 100%. So that goes right into to my first point. The first aspect that I noticed uh, in the top 10 kick-ass things about this trailer that I realized is the whole lynch mob town being taken and besieged by evil aspect um, and how they're going to decide to retaliate. We see here in this trailer uh, that lynch mob shit is happening strong baseball bats are out motherfuckers are out in their flannel pajama pants with fucking hooks and shit and crowbars <laughs> i'm like there it is and of course it's a slight reference to the lynch mob started by the great earl ford that failed 
miserably and also caused an innocent to be murdered in Halloween four. Um, those redneck motherfuckers sitting at that bar, they don't want it on a fucking truck. And they shot some dude's son at the fucking local park. Um, and they all got their asses handed to him. So it doesn't look like the same things going to happen here. Hopefully it's not going to be as unintentionally funny. Actually, I wouldn't really mind that. How much humor do you think is going to be in this film? Is it it going to be forced like Halloween 2018 when they're talking about peanut butter on their penises? And well, that and like the whole like you have crusty lips, chapstick stuff. Like, I hope it's not too funny because it definitely seems like way serious shit is happening in this one in comparison to the last one. So it'll be very interesting to see what Michael Myers does with a whole group of people with bats and crowbars and axes and shit. You know, I mean, I don't know, but. What did you have next on your list, my man? I went and I counted. I kept a tally of how many on-screen kills were in this trailer alone. Or presumably, because I'm only going off of what I see from the trailer. A couple of these deaths might not be deaths at all. There might be some close calls, some characters escape. But I counted 13 kills, an indescribably high kill count this movie is going to contain based on what we see in the trailer alone. I think this movie is going to continue in the great tradition of making the shape an unstoppable force of just pure unbridled evil. I think Halloween Kills is going to take that to the next level by upping the level of brutality and mercilessness. Just from the trailer alone, we see five firefighters that he takes out. There's obviously going to be many, many more in the film. But from the opening, we see at least five firefighters. And then uh, the African-American couple, uh, that's another two. He slams the guy's head in and then stabs the woman with a broken fluorescent lamp. Dude, by the way, which is... (laughs) Right in the throat. Which is a hardcore wrestling reference. That's exactly what happened to David Arquette when he did a hardcore match like two years ago. If you watch his documentary, You Can't Kill David Arquette, that's how he got sliced in the neck. Uh, You have... A scene in which Michael is uh, pursuing a woman who is dressed in a sexy nurse outfit, Halloween costume. Uh, I assume that she dies. I don't think there's any way that she can get out of that one unscathed. I hope she does. That costume was out and dated like five years (laughs) ago, bitch. You have, of course, the three people in the Halloween three masks I already mentioned. There's this very uh, eerie tableau of of the the pumpkin and the skeleton on the merry-go-round just swinging and then the witch hanging from the swing set so that that's very intense and again if those are in fact children that are dead it would be all the more fitting that they are if our listeners can the see the smile on your fucking face right now i swear to god i swear to god seriously oh you just brighten up when young children are put in danger also i have to bring this up i saw some comments i saw a lot of people really hating on the fact that we see the shape michael myers killing firefighters and i'm like okay so you're cool with them killing small children, teenagers, virgins, policemen, but you somehow have a problem with them killing firefighters? I mean, to me, it's like he kills anyone. He's an equal opportunity murderer. Exactly. Like, what's the difference, man? He doesn't give a fuck who you are. That's what I was going to say. I don't think Michael Myers discriminates on who he kills, no matter what the profession. Minus the baby. Minus the baby. Okay, we have to... But, you know... Uh, the baby, whatever. He's, but. Yeah, I mean... I don't really see what the difference is between that and the cops that he killed in the last movie, personally. Dude, they car- he, he carved the cop's head into a fucking jack-o'-lantern, okay? I guess I just mean- because firefighting is an inherently heroic profession, I guess. Uh, 
but it looks like a slaughter. It looks like a complete bloodbath. So maybe that's what people have problems with. I have no idea. I mean, in Halloween five, they shot a whole scene where Don Shanks, Michael Myers killed like a whole police force or SWAT team or something. They never put it into the movie, but again, it's the shape. Watch the trailer. They talk about it. He's pure evil, dude. He doesn't give a fuck. You want to hate the shape. You want to feel like, whoa, dude. There's also a scene in which Michael is chasing a woman through the park. Is that is that Lindsay Wallace or is that another character? Uh, looks like Kyle Richards is back as Lindsay Wallace there. She is at the park. And we also see Nancy Stevens back again as Marion from the original Halloween and the original Halloween, too. And she was also in H2O 20 years later. And... Halloween resurrection. Exactly. But uh, and then we also have the the scene in the house. Uh, it, I guess we talked about earlier that it could be the Myers house. It could be someone else's well, house. But there's blood dripping from the ceiling at one point, And that is very obviously going to be someone that Michael kills. So all in all, I counted 13 potential deaths that could happen just from the trailer alone. And I'm sure many more to come in the movie. And that leads right into my next point in the 10 kick ass things I noticed about this trailer is we hear the Myers house being mentioned, not by name, but we see Allison and Cameron Cameron. I can't believe that fucking asshole lived through the last movie, but I mean, what a douche dude. Isn't I hope he? he's like, one of the body count. Oh, Oh, well we see, we see him, we, we see him fighting with the shape, but when Karen comes up and confronts Michael with the mask, that looks like the same sidewalk. It looks like the same entryway. Could that be the Myers house finally showing up back, Loisos, in proper form for the first time since Halloween Resurrection? Ah, uh, yes, my favorite film, Halloween Resurrection. Trick or treat, motherfucker. <sighs> oh, you like it, though. You'd rather watch. You admitted it. You admitted it on our retrospective. You'd rather watch that again than either of Rob Zombie's you yeah. admitted it if you were drunk but you admitted it <laughs> I'm not, so you I'm can't not take sure it back. about that i again there's a stark record of that. <laughs> there is you could go back and listen to it <laughs> i i had a really hard time deciding but um yeah uh at least halloween resurrection didn't make the myers house into an abandoned haunted castle like halloween five <laughs> i don't know what they were thinking with that i remember when we were speculating on the show with the 2018 film we saw a set on universal lot of the original Myers house. They built that fucking facade of the front of the house just to do interviews with John Carpenter, David Gordon green, Jamie Lee Curtis, like the main cast members. And I was like, wait, you, you built the facade just for that. And I'll give some inside information uh, because people have been asking me uh, good friend, Kenny who owns the Myers house in North Carolina actually reached out to production and offered his house to be used in the film and the production mm. declined. So that means and, and his house is an identical replica. Like he actually has the plans of the original home. That's how he built this house. Um, so they did not use his home for the shooting of Halloween kills, but it sounds like Loy sauce. The Myers house is back, which for every fan is extremely exciting. It'll be great to see that imagery back. Like just imagine maybe a crane shot, just like the original and like zoom in real slow. Just imagine Carpenter score during that scene. I don't know. I I, I heard some of the pieces that they used for the original or the 2018 score um, that John did uh, brilliantly with Daniel Davies and his son, Cody, who has been on the show uh, both brilliant, um, but we'll see. 
the score is already done. I already know that the movie's yeah. been done. But what is the the next element on your <laughs> ten kick ass things you notice in this trailer? Sheriff Barker's back, which I, I mean, I am thrilled about. You and I. You must explain. You, you must and elaborate. I watched Halloween 2018 on Halloween night several years ago. Uh, I guess it was two years ago now. And this character, this black cop with a cowboy hat, who's only in a couple scenes, I turned to you and I was like, I feel like this character was in the movie more and was cut out, or there's more that we are going to discover about the character in future sequels, because he's such an intriguing presence in the movie, and he seems to have this charisma and this kind of mystery to him. I think a lot of that has to do with Omar J. Dorsey, the actor, but I also think a lot of it has to do with the way they wrote the character and that he seems to know about Michael Myers or have information on him that is a little personal. It kind of goes beyond what we see in the movie. And I'm intrigued to see if the character will have a bigger role to play or if he'll just appear in a handful of scenes like in 2018. But I I want more Sheriff Barker. Give him to me. Well, why include him in the first place? I mean, he was definitely one of the most intriguing new characters that they introduced into the 2018 film. And that's why we brought that up. And I was like, man, they must have cut some stuff because he just like shows up. He's there. He seems like he was written as a bigger character. And we're both like, this character is really interesting. He's portrayed differently than anything we've ever seen in any of the other Halloween movies. And obviously he's one of the only African-American characters in the last movie as well. And I was like, well, I'd like to see more of this character. I'd like to see more of what he's going to do, especially seeing the police getting more involved and stuff like that. I agree. I think that's awesome. Um, he obviously is the one that delivers the news to Karen that, yo, that motherfucker ain't dead. He just killed like a hundred fucking firefighters <laughs> and shit. We don't know where the fuck he is. He's in the woods somewhere walking around. That's one thing that we were worried about. I remember us talking about it on the show um, previous to the 2018 movie is that we were hoping for new characters to be just as good, if not like serviceable in comparison to the characters we know and love from the entire Halloween franchise. We know we've gone through some ups and downs through the entire franchise, but hoping that we would get some new characters we could latch on to. Here's hoping. Well, Your next point, Justin, please give it to us. It's regarding the look of this movie. There was a lot of talk back in 2018 about David Gordon Green's creative choice to go with a very fall color palette for the look of the film itself. Oranges, browns, deep reds. And here we see the classic Kundi blue, those hues, those tints, specifically a scene popping up as Michael is attacking Cameron. But no, I mean, this was a big discussion because... If you're going to go back to the roots and you're trying to recreate that feeling of the original film, first film has so much of a blue, a cold look to all of it. Yes, it takes place in fall, but the fall colors are not like at the forefront. You know, it is what it is, but just glad to see the blue tint back. Can't wait to see the shape with that blue hue with the deep shadows all over his face when he's stabbing people to death. For sure. And that that's something that we talked about in our initial uh, trailer review, the, the look of the movie. And if we yes. debated kind of back and forth whether or not the Dean Cundey-esque color temperature would return to 2018, as we discovered, it didn't really. So I'm uh, very intrigued to see what the visual look of the movie will be like. There's a lot of interesting camera work in the trailer. I love the first person perspective of Michael stabbing the pickaxe through the visor. Oh my the- God, dude. Holy shit. Wasn't that amazing? That was like my bloody Valentine 3d <laughs> man. I was like, I think they're going to make this shit 3d. It's weird to see that in a non 3d movie, but it was brutal as shit, it. dude. Loved amazing. it. So 
yeah, I think, again, just like with everything else, I think this is going to take it to the next level in terms of just being visceral and being visually impactful. Do you think this has the potential to be the best sequel in the franchise? It looks like it's stacking up to be the best sequel. If you're just going to compare it to the movie that came before it, I mean, or any of obviously, the others. I mean, it's not a high well, bar to clear. <laughs> listen, listen, it is only, this is only a sequel to one and the last one. The last one had that uphill battle because it was like, yo, we're just going to remove all the other sequels. I still contest that it didn't need to remove Halloween too. I still don't think it needed to, but unless they had this outline in this one, we're like, well, she's going back to a hospital again. Do we really want to see that again? So maybe that's the reasoning for, I don't know if they already had this all. I mean, we had heard that they had like a treatment for three movies, but we don't really necessarily know what that treatment. And we don't know how different Um, the treatment is from the final film. I mean, we all know about the alternate ending to Halloween 2018 that they had to reshoot because it was so horrible. The knife fight with, with Lori and and Michael, and then Michael just runs off into the fucking woods wounded. Yeah. Thank you that we didn't get that. (laughs) I actually know. I actually know some people that went and saw that version in New York city when they screened it early and they were like, dude, everything's good, but that ending sucks. And I actually very much loved the ending to 2018. Very suspenseful, classic Halloween. Crowd pleasing. I, I thought it was so good. So good. You walked out of that theater like cheering. You couldn't wait to see it again. To answer your question, I, I think we're it's stacking up to be a very exciting time for not only Halloween fans and or horror fans, but literally everybody. Because we know how many people went out and saw the last one. So Definitely. Well, you mentioned... Michael's mask being removed at one point. Yeah. And we see Karen, Laurie Strode's daughter, holding up the mask, taunting him, saying, come get it. And as far as I'm concerned, she's just asking for a knife in the stomach. Do you think Karen will die in this movie? Because my question with Halloween 2018 was, are they going to kill Laurie Strode? Because I I, I felt like the series was kind of following the Star Wars Force Awakens mold, where it's like, we're going to have the legacy characters and then we're going to pass the torch to the new generation. We're going to kill Laurie Strode off and just have it continue from there. But I'm wondering, because in a trilogy's middle chapter, you have to have the main character, in this case, Laurie Strode, lose something. You have to have her at her lowest point. And of course, we already know that Allison is is not going to die in this trilogy. I think it's a foregone conclusion that she's safe. So what do you what do you think about Karen dying in this movie? Do you think it could happen? Well, it could definitely happen. And my only issue with that actually happening, if it does, is they didn't build it up well enough. There was not that proper buildup. I mean, when we see her, when we meet her in 2018, she's kind of like nasty to her mom. They don't have a good relationship. She's not a character you really hate, but she's not very likable either. I think she kind of redeems herself just gone... in the end there. And I think they might do... And in the end... In the end, yes. But what I'm saying is, is, is she's not like going to be on the lips and hearts of all the fans like, oh, my God, this is my favorite new character from that movie. I can't believe she's dying. The worst case scenario and the biggest hit would be if Allison dies. But knowing that she seems like the youngest and seeing what we see in this trailer with her screaming at the shape like, do it when he's about to stab her in the fucking the same, basically the same place that Laurie gets stabbed at the end of the first Halloween. Yeah, she's probably not going to get it. But that would be the biggest, the largest impact other than Lori herself dying. Is Lori going to die in this movie? I don't think so. Is she going to die in the entire trilogy? 100%. You think so? She's definitely, she's definitely, I don't think there's any other way around it. I mean, she's not going to die all like Halloween Resurrection, like 
I'll see you in hell after kissing uh, him on the face. Yeah, and fall. yeah. If they're Ooh. gonna kill Laurie Strode, have it mean something. Ooh. Well, of course, but I think they have that in mind for the third. But hey, they may surprise us. If I had to play some bets, I'd say that Karen is probably the one that would be the easiest to pick off and gain the most momentum with still being able to do the third movie with that family bloodline there. The youngest still. You don't, you don't want to take her out, man. Yeah, definitely you know? not. So on the subject, though, on that mask, that was my one of my next points on the top 10 kick-ass things I noticed in the trailer. And every fan's talking about it, myself included, because I collect the masks. I wear the masks. Um, is the mask burn? I was very curious how burned or not burned they were going to make the shape, knowing how 2018 ended. We saw him standing there in full flames, I was hoping it would not be like full Rob Zombie's Halloween 2 with half the fucking mask hanging off his face. And they decided to go for a subtle burn on the left side, removing some of the hair. But it's not like burned to his face. From what I could see, I was kind of hoping for like a mask, like, you know, like burn to his face that would require a full makeup job. I know that would be very difficult for James to have to do, knowing what he has to do on the set. But who knows? Maybe we'll see him without the mask on and he'll be like horribly disfigured or something like that. I mean, must be those firefighters. I mean, they all get their asses killed, but they got right in there and did their job right before he got too crispy because he walks out of that fucking door. And how great of a shot is that, dude? When the house is on fire, he just walks out like a fucking badass. He's just like, standing there and the whole house is on fire and he just looks around like, who am I going to kill? Well, and then you see the reflection of, of him coming out of the house in the visor, the firefighter's visor. It's so brilliantly done. It is. It's so amazing, dude. What a way to start a trailer. I mean, we, we have to touch on the fact that there are articles being written about this. And I wanted to ask your opinion on this before we go any further. Did the, did the trailer spoil too much? I think so. This was, this was going to be my last point. I do think that we kind of see the whole trajectory of the movie in this, in this one trailer, we do see kind of the buildup of the ultimate showdown between good and evil. You know, you have Laurie who's suffering from post-traumatic stress from the last movie. You have Michael pissed off and, and again, more brutal and more merciless than he's ever been. And the movie kind of juxtaposes their kind of roles. You see Michael bringing down the knife and stabbing that guy and then it cuts immediately to Lori stabbing herself with the syringe in the hospital. So the movie's definitely drawing a parallel between those two characters. And then, of course, it's embellishing upon uh, Michael being this force, uh, he, the essence of evil. Lori has that great line where she says, you know, the more he kills, the more he transcends. I'm so excited to see that ultimate showdown take place. But I am nervous because we've seen... As I mentioned, you know, at least over 10 of the kills that we're going to see in the movie, we're obviously we're going to see it in the movie and in more gory detail. But we kind of just see the whole trajectory of the movie and kind of what's going to happen. And the fates of some of the characters are you can kind of read between the lines of what's going to happen. Yeah. And unfortunately, I mean, the way that I viewed this was that this is the modern way of doing trailers. And you know what? I got to shout out our buddy Rick Humphreys from Film Club at Alamo Drafthouse, D.C. Ashburn, because he made a great point, though. He's like, to anyone complaining, did any of you watch 80s horror trailers back in the 80s? Because those trailers, I mean, if you look back to the original Friday the 13th, it showed (laughs) all the kill, every kill. It's like 
I get it, man. It's just a way to get people hyped. And it did it because as of me watching it again today before this recording, 2.3 fucking million views. It's going to be huge. That's the job of the trailers to get people, everybody, not just the fans, everybody intrigued. I think, considering just seeing what F9 did for box office, I think this movie is going to be the biggest movie of the end of the year. And I guarantee you things will be more normal by that point, even to the point where people are going to be comfortable. Halloween will be happening again. The best holiday in the entire fucking world. Best holiday Justin of the year. Justin will be at Alamo Drafthouse dressed as the shape, scaring the bejesus out of people. And I promise, and I promise I will have a film accurate version of the mask that looks just like the one in this. I have, I've been on the lookout. Voice sauce. I've already talked to five different artists. Who cares if it costs a thousand dollars? I don't because I want to be film accurate. That's how much I care about this movie. But no, for real. I mean, I get the complaints about trailers ruining stuff, but yeah. And when we're sitting in the theater experiencing the movie, we won't be thinking about the trailer. We'll be watching the movie and enjoying it. Hopefully as long, as long as all the money shots were in the trailer and it seems like they gave us enough of some, there's going to be plenty left to discover to to get us excited. I think so for sure. And like that, that's the key thing. You know, Um, this movie should have come out last year. Like we talked about, they were saying it is the best Halloween sequel. They were saying all the same stuff that we're mentioning now, just from this trailer. I have no idea if we actually hit 10 top 10 items, Um, but we've been talking for so long boy sauce and you're the math whiz. So I don't know. Did you just say I'm the math whiz? Yes, you are. Oh man, that could not be more wrong. (laughs) Listen, what's four plus four boy sauce? uh fish <laughs> but no like uh the, the pure evil aspect literally like think about it from an outside perspective we've talked about every single halloween movie on this show you know it's like my shit right but this pure evil aspect finally being realized to the highest level to the highest degree i mean you had already talked about the kill count and just the trailer dude alone so that's the most exciting thing is I think they said, listen, they've been hyping this motherfucker for every single movie. And yet he kills a lot of people, but never to this. Like, let's, let's make him seriously, like unbelievably, insanely strong, powerful evil. Like there's not even a shred of a man left in there. It's literally just evil on two legs. We're know? talking about like Kane Hodder Jason levels of. Exactly. That's <laughs> what I'm saying. I mean, that's why I'm so excited. All these elements we've discussed tonight the whole lynch mob aspect, like what is it going to be like when evil's taking over the town? They're dealing with it, man. They're, well, and they're... it seems like that evil is going to spread and and kind of infect the entire town and make people into murderers themselves. Yeah, exactly. Like, And of course, there's obviously going to be some political stuff in there, as we can see from the trailer. We've had a lot of situations over the last couple of years uh, where we see people taking matters into their own hands. so And that's why I'm not entirely certain that Laurie Strode will die. I mean, they're kind of going in that direction. But as Jamie Lee Curtis said, this is a woman reclaiming her trauma and fighting back against her her trauma. So I wonder if they're going to lean into that and, and have Laurie come out on top at the end. We'll see. I mean, you can't have one of these movies... We know now as much as we love Halloween three, but you know that there will never be a movie titled Halloween made by the people that own the rights to Halloween 
without Michael Myers in it. It's just never going to happen. Ever. I am I am interested to see how it will do financially. I think it will be a hit, but it is a crowded fall. It's a crowded October because there's James Bond in No Time to Die. There's Dune. There's Last Dune's Night in bomb. Soho. There's, Dune's bombing. So. Uh, there, there's uh, The French Dispatch, the new Wes Anderson film. Obviously, those aren't going to be huge box well, office it's, hits. It, well, it's, it's, biggest, it's biggest competition moved itself to next year, which is Matt Reeves' The Batman. Does that also mean that The Batman will be going against Halloween Ends? Like I said so many times on this show, they've moved these movies so many fucking times, I, I can never figure out when it's supposed to be. I just know that Halloween Kills is happening. Movies have proved so far this year. The Quiet Place Part 2, The Conjuring 3, Fast 9. You know, movies are making a lot of money again. And people are going out and seeing movies. They're feeling safe again. Halloween kills, Loisos. I'm telling you now, I'll bet you money. I'll bet you my whole bag of goodies after I go trick-or-treating that Halloween kills will be in the top three biggest movies of the of the year. Guaranteed. Guaranteed. I can't tell you enough how excited I am. I just want to see it right now. Loisos. Call the studio. You have poll. Just tell them that I want to see it. I will call the studio and I'll also tell them. Uh, <laughs> I, I'll also tell them to uh, put it in IMAX. I think they canceled the IMAX release for this movie. Originally, they were supposed to have it in IMAX, weren't they? I thought they had it on like the posters or something. Or they, I saw the something original in trail. IMAX. The original, teaser, yeah, the original yeah. trailer. That's what it was. Yeah, it said in IMAX. But that is it, ladies and gentlemen, for our discussion. A little long, but hey, man, that's how we always handle Halloween. And that's how you guys expect it. And that's what you want from us. You probably want more right now. I all, know you do. All of this from a two minute trailer. See, that's how much we love Halloween. And uh, Loisos, if this is their first time, their 1000th time, tell them where can they find us? You can find us on social media Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram at Epic Film Guys. You can also feel free to join the Hobsters Army and join us over on Patreon, where you can support us and get a lot of awesome perks, including exclusive episodes, deleted material, early release episodes, and much, much more. And we also can't let this episode go by without thanking our lovely, lovely, wonderful executive producers. We love you! Jared Taylor and Johnny Nye, just a couple rock stars. And we appreciate them and all of our patrons and all of you for listening to the show. 100%. Until next time, we will see you at the movies. Dun, 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 d